Hello? Hello? Hello, Cliffy? Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff Cliff. Cliffy? It's podcast time. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Full stick of butter. Cliffy, it's Grandma Cliff Cliff. Give me a call at your convenience, okay? Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff Cliff. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. The one and the only, Johnny Boy. My little baby boy. Baby butter boy. Womack style. Cliffy. I love you. Toggling your balls. Toggling your balls. Where's the rodeo? Uh, toggling his balls. I like your boots. Just below your nipple. Where are you headed? The biggest one yet. Toggle your balls. Toggling your balls. Fifty shades of gray. Slack, Cliffy. The biggest one yet. Cliffy. Oh my god. Hey there, teacher. It's going to be outrageous. What's my assignment? Your grandmother. I like your rubric. Break down Dale Winslow. Oh, please. Degrade me. Cliffy baseball. With this. My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, clippy boy, baby boy. Sweet this. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. That's how you get blisters. Womack style. That sure tastes delicious. In my mouth. Hey, Firewoman. Cliff. Where's the fire? Toggle, your balls. You're a smoker. The oatmeal tasting booth. Toggling your balls. Toggle your balls. Baby Butter Boy. The biggest and the best. You goddamn Butter Boy, son of a bitch. I can't get a fuck out of you, son of a bitch. To the Womack family holiday spectacular. Your grandmother just told me the good news. Or as we like to call it, the pizzle. Hellman's mayonnaise. The raucous red glare, the bombs bursting in air, and a delicious Helios pizza in your oven. Toggle your balls. Womack style. Yeah. Womack style. A cliffy. Those Womacks, they're the zaniest characters I've ever encountered. Grandma Cliff with her hijinks. Uncle Cliff with his shenanigans. The whole goddamn family. So many Cliffs. So many Cliffs. So little time. Oh, hey, everybody. How are you? Welcome to episode 30 of the Birthday Boy Podcast. Oh, yeah. A little... A little festive holiday tune <laughs> to get you in the spirit. And for those of you who are involved in any kind of wham again, I guess you're out. 
right? Whamageddon gameplay during the Christmas season. The player has to go from 1st of December to midnight on the 24th without listening to Last Christmas by Wham. If the player hears a song between the 1st and midnight on the 24th, they're out of the game and have to post Whamageddon on social media to indicate they are no longer in the game and they have lost. So uh, the exceptions are the player can only listen to remixes or cover versions. Yeah, okay. A player can send another player the song or play it to them so the other player loses the game. But it's, it's not encouraged. Uh, but guess what? It's not illegal. So if you're, if you're playing that stupid Whamageddon, which, by the way, shame on you. This is one of the finest musical gifts we have been given. Listen to that. I'm in the I'm in the holiday spirit now. And you're not? You're you're deliberately trying to avoid this song for 24 days, the 24 days of Christmas up until Christmas Eve? Fuck you. You deserve you deserve to get whammed. And at the same time you don't deserve such a great song. Such a good tune. How do you not like this song? I don't get it. Why would anybody want to be If anybody you know who the winners are? The people not playing that game because they get to enjoy this fine, classic George Michael tune. And we're going to sit here and listen to the whole goddamn thing. Save you from tears, I gave it to some special, special. Come on. It's almost Christmas. Christmas time is almost here. And why wouldn't I kick off the Birthday Boy podcast with Wham? Give it to someone special. Special. You're all special for listening to the Birthday Boy podcast. Happy Whamageddon, everyone. Oh, man. Jeez. Doesn't end, does it? I'm starting to wonder if I've ever listened to this song from start to finish. I enjoy it. Who doesn't love Wham? <sighs> I'm obviously just vamping because I have no- I have nothing to talk about. There's nothing going on. That's not true. There's actually a lot. I haven't we haven't been on. I mean, I hope you enjoyed last week's special presentation of the Birthday Boy Podcast with Slamcast Episode One. There is a second Slamcast episode, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking that in addition to gifting you with Wham, I think over the Christmas holiday itself, I'm going to gift you with episode two of Slamcast, the second and final. <laughs> you have now listened to 50% of Slamcast, and soon I will reveal episode two on the Christmas vacation episode of the podcast by Christmas vacation I mean I'll be too lazy and busy to do any kind of original podcast so I'm just gonna stick that on there and you can listen to Slamcast episode 2 that's only two weeks from now Christmas is in two weeks that's ridiculous Ah, so there you go for all you Whamageddon players out there, I'm sorry, you're you're out of the game. However, you can still be in the game 
the football game. Oh, yeah, that's right. Who's ready for a recap of football? I know I am. So let's talk about the football. Football. <laughs> Where are the scores from last week? Here they are, got them right here, gonna ri Okay, so here's where I was wrong. I was wrong about Dallas and Chicago. Fuck. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, I was wrong about Dallas and Chicago. Chicago won. Uh, I was wrong about Chiefs-Patriots. Actually, I wasn't. I was right. The Patriots won. But thanks to the refs, the Chiefs had the higher score at the end of the game. Uh, so, you know, I'm whatever. On paper, the Chiefs won. Blah, blah, blah. Fine. Fuck them. Fuck the refs. Fuck those refs. Seriously. Okay. So, I guess I was wrong about that, even though I wasn't. Uh, I was right about the Falcons over the Panthers. I got that one. And the Ravens beat the Bills. What else happened? Okay, so I got that right. I got Baltimore. That was easy. <clears throat> Bengals lost to the Browns. That was an easy one. Got that. Uh, Packers, Redskins, boy, looked a little hairy there for a second, but the the Green Bay Packers pulled it off against the Washington Redskins. Who else? Oh, right about the Vikings over the Lions. Do 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 do. 49ers, Saints. Woo! I loves me a good shootout. I love when there's just no defense whatsoever and it's just endless scoring. That's fun. That's fun for me. I like a nice good defensive challenge where the final score is 6-3 to three and there's no touchdowns at all. Or 3-2, to two, a safety and a field goal. Mmm, that's fun. Cliffy, that's exactly the kind of game I like to watch. While I, while I down some cinnamon oatmeal. You know, one of the more exotic flavors. What else? <laughs> so I was right about the 49ers. Miami did not win. I was wrong about that. Let's see, I had Tampa Bay over the Colts. I was correct. Houston lost to the Broncos. Wow, big time lost. Wrong, I was wrong. Oh, I did take the Chargers. Okay, good. Yeah, I was right about that. Tennessee, that was easy. Got that one. Pittsburgh won over the Cardinals and the Seahawks. They lost to the Rams. I was wrong. Philadelphia beat the Giants. Okay, so what does that mean? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. One. So 11 and 5. Right. I shouldn't need to do the math. Just add up to 16. Okay, so I was 11-5. and five. That's not bad. That's not bad for last week. Now the question is... What about... This week? In football? Jets-Ravens, the final Thursday night game. I can't believe it. It's the last Thursday night game of the season. That's ridiculous. Uh, the Ravens will beat the Jets. <laughs> Then the Patriots will destroy the Bengals. Hold on, I gotta write these down. Uh, Baltimore wins. New England wins. 
against the Bengals. Hmm. The Buccaneers play the Lions and they'll win. Yeah, Buccaneers over the Lions. Bears, Packers. Ooh. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers against the Chicago Bears. Tennessee Titans play the Texans. Oh, God, that's... They haven't played each other yet. Three games left in the season, they haven't played each other. The last, Two of the last three games will be Titans-Texans, then Texans-Titans, Titans-Titans-Titans, Texans-Titans. <sighs> oh, fuck it, I'll go with Tennessee. I will regret that, I'm sure. I think the Chiefs will beat the Broncos. <laughs> Giants and Dolphins. Oh, man. This is going to be an epic confrontation. Two of the worst. There's only one winner. And it's the people not watching. Actually, I, you know what? I love, I love when two loser teams play each other at the end of the season. Because they've got, like... What's the point? Nobody's these teams aren't going to the playoffs. Nothing good is going to happen the rest of the season. So it's just it's just a battle to see who doesn't suck the most, who sucks less. <sighs> I think the Dolphins suck less. Sorry Eli, welcome back. You still suck. <sighs> Eagles and Redskins. Whoa. Well, the Eagles have to win, really. And they will. Hmm, Seahawks. They will beat the Carolina P -p -p Panthers. Hmm, Jacksonville and Oakland. Hmm, I think the Raiders will beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Browns, Cardinals. <sighs> Man, I think the Cleveland Browns will beat the Cardinals. Sunday. Oh, yeah, I'll play this tune again. I've been taking my sweet-ass time getting through these picks. I should I should do these NFL picks to, uh, to last Christmas. Ah, Vikings and Chargers. Oh, man, I think... Oh, gosh, the Vikings. I feel like that could be an upset. That could be a big upset, and the Chargers could win. They're not very good, but... Uh, I, I, of course I'm going to take the Vikings. Uh, the Rams and the Cowboys. I'm going with the Rams. Then the Falcons against the 49ers. Oh, 49ers. Yeah. San Francisco will beat Atlanta. Bills Steelers. Uh, will this be my upset pick of the week? Hmm. No, I'm going with the Bills. But here comes... The big upset. I think that the Colts will beat the Saints on Monday Night Football. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think so. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, that's probably a terrible pick. But that's my pick. I'm going to go with... Let's go crazy. Let's go crazy. So there they are. Those are my picks of the week. Yeah, I can't believe it, man. There's three weeks left in this season. It's getting down to it. You've got teams Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Miami, the Jets, the Chargers, 
Arizona, Washington, Giants, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Atlanta, Detroit. They're all out. No playoff hopes for any of those guys. So, it will be interesting to see. Some teams are on the bubble, and they're going to get eliminated after this weekend. Other teams will maybe hang on by a thread. Who knows? But anyways, those are my picks. Picks of the week. Yeah. All right, really rolling along here in this podcast. Listen, I want to share with you because whatever, it's my podcast, and I'm I love this stuff. I love every year Spotify gifts us with all kinds of interesting statistics and information on our listening habits gives us our top songs of the year the songs that we listen to the most and uh yeah it's always it's always interesting because there's a lot of stuff that doesn't surprise me where i say yeah okay I, yeah i listen to that song a lot i i fully expected that to be on the list and then there's ones that are like wow i don't remember listening to that song very much but perhaps i did and then there's things like last year <laughs> where uh my top song, or my top album, was a White Noise uh, Sounds of the Air Conditioner because Kimmy and I can't sleep without lots and lots of white noise. Uh, there's an air purifier. In the winter, there's a humidifier. Actually, in the summer, the humidifier, we just empty it out and just run it so that the fan can run. No water, no filter, Just it's just air. And then... Uh, <clears throat> In the summer, we have you know air conditioning running. In the winter, we just turn it on the fan mode. So there's all kinds of white noise humming because that's the only way I can sleep. I used to have just terrible. I was up every hour, tossing and turning all night. Uh, you know, it was a it was a nightmare. The smallest sound would wake me up. Uh, you know, if there was wind howling at the window, I'd just forget it. I was awake. When I started my first big boy job at KeyBank 12 years ago, almost to the day, uh, <laughs> I went to sleep on Monday, on Sunday, and I woke up around 1.30 or 2 a.m. There was a horrible, horrible, it was December, it was, it was late December, like a week before Christmas, <sighs> and I woke up and there was this horrible wind howling, and it was so loud, it was so goddamn loud, and I just, I uh, just lay in bed. The rest of the night, I think I maybe slept like 20 minutes and I had, it was the worst first day ever. I was so goddamn exhausted. And then you have to put on the, you know, the big smiles and all that stuff. And yeah, it was, it was dreadful anyway. Uh, so when we're not home and when we're home, it's easy. We've got all kinds of stuff plugged in to, to provide good white noise for sleeping. And then when we're on the road and don't have the ability to bring giant fans and things with us. Uh, you know, if there's, if there's like a bathroom fan in a hotel, that's great. But even if there is, we still put on, you know, uh, I I have, I have 10 hours of a, uh, of a space of a starship flying through space. It's just the sounds you would expect to hear if you were on, if you were on the, uh, the starship enterprise or the Galactica floating through space. Uh, 
Yeah, that's a good that's that's good soothing white noise for me. And Kimmy puts on uh, she has an air conditioning sound that she puts on on Spotify. So I guess we must have used it. We must have been away from our home quite a bit last year because that was the number one. That was the top song. So that was a little disappointing that that got factored in with actual songs. And then I opened up to reveal that the air conditioning sound <laughs> was one of the top songs of the year. But in 2019, I was shocked to find out what my number one song was. I couldn't believe it, man. I just, uh, and not because I don't like it. It's a good song, but I was just like sort of stunned. Like I, sorry, I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember listening to it that much and it's a great song, but I I thought, I'm sure you're dying to hear this. Uh, First of all, I want to give some statistics on my listening habits on Spotify. I don't want to be one of those dicks who shares it on his Instagram story. I'm going to be one of those dicks who shares it on a podcast, and that way, instead of skipping it, you just have to sit there and listen. Although it's now come to my attention that you can absolutely skip this. (laughs) There's no difference. Uh, So top... What is it? Where Where am I trying to find here? Oh, here's something cool. They gave a podcast statistics this year. Like, for my own podcast, Birthday Boy Podcast. They said, here are the top three episodes based on streams on Spotify. So this was kind of cool. Number th- And they give you top three. Number three, the number three episode was Birthday Boy Podcast episode 23, which is not, that's not that far back, which is good. I'm happy to see, like, more recent episodes are the top ones because things are, you know, seem to be trending in that direction. Oh, episode 23. Of course, this was a classic. With Clomac applies for a job. I recapped my night my night at AEW Live. We had some sounding board theater talking about dog shit. Grandpa Cliff. Oh, and I played uh, my Halloween, Halloween pumpkin. Yeah, so that was... I got a lot of good feedback on that one. The whole the whole whiff Clomac thing and applying for that job, that ridiculous job that was immediately taken down within within minutes of me, <laughs> or excuse me, within minutes of whiff submitting her application. Uh, so that was that was the number three episode of the year. The number two episode was Birthday Boy Podcast six episode sixteen. <sighs> oh, that was the one and only appearance of the Birthday Bot three thousand. Uh, Filthy Fritz, Sounding Board Theater. I had conversations with Kimmy. Had an ad for the newest fall TV series, Cliffy's Place. Cliffy prank call. Humiliating story about falling oh falling asleep in front of the computer with my pants down. Well, of course, that's just complete humiliation for me. So I can I get why that would be a, a number two. So that's the number two episode. And the number one episode so far on Spotify this year. Episode 24. This week I complain about strangers texting me on Facebook. Oh, that was that crazy person who's like, you know, in love with my parents. We listened to, oh, the horrendous uh, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go song. Uh, Read some super fan texts. Talk about my thoughts on Abominable and It Chapter 2, as well as my love of Transformers the movie. So that was the Transformers episode. Uh, plus impromptu NFL... P- oh, oh, interesting. 
impromptu NFL picks. That was an a whiff Clomac update and the Cliffinator calls Cliffy. That was a one and done for the <laughs> for the Cliffinator and Cliffinator. Uh, impromptu NFL picks that became uh, have become a staple, a regular fixture on this show. So that was October seventeenth, episode twenty four. Uh, dare I say, the NFL picks. The, the debut of the NFL picks and the number one, the number one listened to episode on Spotify this year. Interesting coincidence. Don't you think? Hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, from India to the United States, you connected with fans in five countries. So evidently uh, the top countries, the United States. So hello, Americans. And then Germany, Guten Tag, mein Freund, eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, sechs, sieben, acht, neun, zehn, eh, count to ten in German. Ich heiße Ralph, my name is Ralph, that was my name in German class. Uh, produced 29 episodes, blah, 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 I don't know, there's not much more, I don't think there's a whole lot of other info, but yeah. And they didn't they didn't give me much details on these on these countries. Okay, India, United States, Germany. I th- yeah, it didn't it didn't give me the other countries, which was kind of annoying. But uh I produced 3000 minutes of podcast gold. I may have added in the podcast gold part, but there you go. So so that's that's I think that's interesting. Information on on podcast listenership, not a whole lot of detail, but it was interesting to know some people in Germany and India. Crazy man, it's pretty cool. Okay, and uh, as always, thanks for listening. Whether it's on Spotify or iTunes or one other one of those other fucking places, that's uh, fantastic. Okay, so back to the music. They're doing like a whole decade thing. Like you're the music of the decade. So every year, Spotify, if you don't know, if you listen to Spotify, it gives you this nice little playlist. And it's it's like the top 100 songs that you listen to from January until, I don't know, I think the cutoff is like mid-November. So if you start listening to a bunch of songs between November 15th and the end of December, it's probably not going to make the cut. But anything, anything up until that point is going to make it into your top 100 playlist on Spotify. Uh, they started doing this, I think, in 2016. Yeah, and evidently, I I don't even I've, I've been with Spotify since like 2012, 2013. Uh, in 2013, and they start giving you up until now they would only give you this year, but now they're they're talking about the whole decade. So they give me a brief recap of the top songs from 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. 2013, top song. The song that I listened to the most in 2013 was So American by Portugal. Portugal the Man. And I'm too lazy to, like, download it, so... It's probably going to be too loud. Yeah. Here's a little Portugal the Man. That was a top song for me. That was the top song in 2013 on Spotify. Even though it's a 2011 song. Good tune. The top artist, the artist that I listened to the most in 2013 was The National. That's interesting. 
2014, the top artist that I listened to was Billy Joel. <laughs> Which is so weird because honestly, for the first like 34 years of my life, I fucking hated Billy Joel. And I'm not sure what happened, but uh, I don't know. I guess I just kind of got into. I should specify, I got into like 10, maybe a dozen of his songs. I still think like 90% of his music is fucking hot garbage. Hot, flaming garbage. Just unlistenable trash. But man, some of the good ones, uh, you know, there's there's a few out there. You know, Piano Man. I don't know, whatever. Whatever the other ones are. Roberta, I like that one. The New York State of Mine. That's a classic. So there's there's some really good ones. And then there's a lot of shit. Any of that doo-wop crap that he was doing. F- yeah, fuck that. Uh, and then my top song in 2014. Not surprising. My favorite band. And... Uh, it was White Lies, Big TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 2015 top artist was Sufjan Stevens. That was the artist I listened to the most in 2015, which is shocking. Top song in 2015? I don't know. I don't know that this is accurate, but you know what? It it probably is. What do I know? But the top song in 2015 is Patrick Watson. It's this song, Love Song for Robots. Which I'm... Okay. If you say so, Spotify. I I listen to it a lot. I can't imagine that was the top one. 2016, this all completely makes sense. Top artist was White Lies. White Lies. Take it out on me. That was my top song of 2016. 2017. Top artist was Mew. Yeah, see, some of this is wrong. I'm just looking right now. This is not... I don't know. Whatever. Top song... Yeah, see, top song of 2016. Take it out on me. Great. Top song of 2017... Was Agnes Obel. Or Obel. Stretch your eyes, which makes sense because I would listen to this album every morning on the bus. I would get on the bus at like 5.15 in the morning and I would put this album on because it's so relaxing and I would just play it on loop to try and fall asleep because I was so exhausted because I probably had like four hours of sleep uh, because I can never go to bed before midnight and I had to get up at like 4.15 to try and catch the bus. Yeah. Fun times. So, okay, so that's the top song of 2017. 2018 top artist was Mew that's not super surprising either and the top song Candy Pieces All Smeared Out which is still a top song for me but now now you're asking yourself hey Johnny Boy what are your top songs of 2019 oh that's a great question But first of all, some additional statistics. 
My top artist of the decade, number five, Jeremy Soule. Here's a little bit of Jeremy. Yeah, because I have listened to the Skyrim, the Elder Scrolls soundtracks nonstop. It's a little weird now because he turned out to be a big, giant creep. And I'm such a naive simpleton that I I would picture him in, like, some big, <laughs> some big, like, mountainous retreat with a giant studio and all of his instruments. Lots of rich mahogany. <laughs> Lots of sunlight, trees everywhere, and just, you know, communing with nature and being being moved by the beauty of nature and, and composing these songs, the mountains and the streams and the trees. Uh, but it turns out that uh, he was like, you know, he was like forcing girls to have sex. He was very, I don't know the details, it's very Weinstein-ish. And he's just a big fucking creep. So it really sucks. Because he's like my favorite composer of video games. I have like the Skyrim Special Edition. Which came with an autographed soundtrack. I don't know. What what exactly happened to this guy? It's Jeremy Soule's sexual assault. Two women accused. Yeah. Yeah. He basically. Yeah. The usual shit. From these fucking scumbags. <clears throat> The alleged rape occurred approximately a decade ago. Yeah, so some woman was working on a video game. Jeremy Soule took advantage of her precarious situation within the company due to his close friendship with the CEO, making it clear to the woman that her job would be in jeopardy if she didn't give in to his demands. Aw, that's nice. How sweet. In her own words, Soule even went on to explain how his music work was inspired by the sexual encounters he had with women. So... So not quite what I had in mind when I pictured, you know, when I pictured this guy just, you know, going for a nice drive in the mountains, cabin in the woods, enjoying scenery and nature and all its beauty, and then coming up with these beautiful chords. <laughs> uh, no, he was, uh, he was thinking about the women he raped. So that's nice. What a fuck. It's like my favorite video game music ever, and now it's, uh, yeah, now it's shit. So that's cool. Alright, get this fuck out of here. Oh, yes. So, this would be number... <clears throat> Excuse me, Baba Booey. Just, I can't get on this, I can't get on this goddamn microphone and not clear my throat. It's really... Listen to that. <clears throat> It's just, uh, it's one of those, like, it's one of those ticks, you know? Like, I don't have this problem during the course of the regular day. And I sit down in front of this goddamn microphone and I'm all, you know, I'm all whatever. Fleet Foxes was number four of my, my artists, artists of the decade. The artists that I listened to the most since 2000, well, really since 2013, but I think it's safe to say if it was going all the way back to 2009, 2009, or January of 2010, this this probably wouldn't look too much different than it does. We got Fleet Foxes at number four. This is Mykonos. Yeah, man. Uh, and I really believe 
that Robin Pecknold is the opposite of a Jeremy Soule or a Roger Ailes or a Weinstein. Did you watch that Roger Day, Rod, Roger Ailes thing on Showtime with uh, with Russell Crowe? It's really good, but it's also it's about Roger Ailes, so it's all just gross and shitty. And then, now there's a now there's a movie coming out. Like, have I think we've seen enough? I, we get it. We know. Like, watch the Showtime thing. They're gonna go watch the movie too. Hmm. I hope this one focuses more on the sexual harassment by that big fat whale piece of shit Roger Ailes. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, the Fleet Foxes. I just love these guys, that's all. So it's no surprise that they're number four on the list. On the top five... This is top five artists of the decade. So you've got... uh, (laughs) You've got rapey douchebag Jeremy Soule. Of course, the bulk of my listening was before August, which was when we all found out he was a rapey douchebag. And yeah, I mean, that Skyrim soundtrack... Listen to it a time or two. And that's just Spotify. That's not even the times that I've listened to it on the CDs that I... Like, that might be the last CD that I purchased in 2011. Oh, well. So, yeah. Good old Fleet Foxes. Oh, who's this? Why, Mr. Sinatra? Ah, uh, yes. Time for and holly. This is from one of my favorite videos. Happy Holidays from Bing and Frank. By the way, if you haven't figured out, number three on my top artists of the decade that I've listened to is Old Blue Eyes himself, Mr. Frank Sinatra. Also a bit of a piece of shit, too, but, you know. Luckily, there were no, like, internet and cell phones and things, so we don't know exactly the extent to what a piece of shit that he was. I don't think he was... He, he's not rapey, though. He's just kind of an asshole to, like, everybody. Anyway. But he's fucking... He's fucking Frank Sinatra, so... And this is one of my favorite songs, and this is one of my favorite videos. It's Frank Sinatra and Bing Crosby. And of course, it's Christmas time, so I was going to play, like, another... You know, because I listen to Sinatra all year long, not just... I mean, I started out like most people. You start out listening to his Christmas songs, and then you get, like... And then I get a taste, and I want more. And then you figure out the whole catalog is fucking awesome. Except for Strangers in the Night, which is the biggest piece of shit song ever. But at least Sinatra himself also felt that way. So... That's good. So Frank Sinatra's number three. And I love this song. And I love this video. The Bing and Frank have a little Christmas sing-along in, in Bing Crosby's apartment. And then they travel back in time and they go a-wassling. And uh, this goddamn song. All of, all of these songs from this Sinatra Christmas album. I, it makes me think of my grandparents' house. That's it. Going to the grandparents'. On Christmas Eve, Granny's Pies, Christmas Ties, all that shit. And of course, this is just such a great song. It's so stupid, but I love it. He's just singing about all the... All the rich people things that he... All the old rich people things that he likes to do. Lincolns. Driving around in a Lincoln with all of its class. 
Nothing but the best. Oh man. I like to eat lobster. Oh yeah. Directly from Maine. Okay. I'm gonna settle down slow. Here's my number two artist the of the decade. Although it's confusing because Yeah, whatever. It's the number two artist. There's definitely some some data quality issues, which you've got like millions of people listening to millions of songs and millions of hours of songs to like put this together to customize this for everybody. And there's gonna be mistakes. I'm not getting too hung up on it. Big TV, white lies. Actually, I think this is like... This is not only the, the number two artist on my list, but I think... I don't know. Let me see. My number one... See, this is what's confusing. It says White Lies is number one. Maybe for the year. No. Yeah, I guess White Lies is number one for the year. And number two... Uh, it's so confusing. Anyways, I mean, White Lies is up there. Like, it doesn't really matter. But this is... This might be my favorite song. I think this got... This is my most played song. Not just of 2014, but I, th I thought I saw somewhere that this was like... I don't know. They give you so much information. Pretty sure I saw somewhere that this was the top... S my top song, period. Of... of all the songs that I've listened to, which is absolutely has to be true. Anyway, this is just such a fabulous song. Here's something that's interesting. In 2015, I spent 34,000 some odd minutes streaming music. Okay. In 2016, 35,009, almost 36,000 minutes. In 2017, 52, almost 53,000 minutes. In 2018, 54,000. So basically 20,000 minutes more streaming than the previous two years. And then in 2019, back down 34,000 minutes. It's interesting because 2015 and 2016, I had a pretty reasonable work-life balance. You know, eight hours of work, go home. So listening to a lot of tunes, plus I listen to a shit ton of podcasts. It's not just Spotify. But 2017, 2018 was like endless, just hell, misery, many, many hours a day. Early, early train in the morning, late, late train in the evening, or a long drive to Dorchester to work many, many hours. <laughs> And uh, so it's interesting. And then 2019, things kind of went back to where they needed to be. And, you know, working from home quite a bit. It'll be interesting, interesting to see 2020 because I, <laughs> I'm about to start a new, a new opportunity on January 2nd. It will not be a work from home opportunity, although there will be, that will come a little bit here and there after a couple months uh, but this might be the shortest commute I've ever had not just in Boston but anywhere else it's like a 25 minute drive which is like that's 
that's the blink of an eye or the snap of a finger. I've never had a commute that short anywhere in any state. So it'll be interesting to see what my Spotify time, my hours on Spotify, my minutes on Spotify are in 2020. Uh, anyway, White Lies, Big TV. So that's the number two band, the number two artist that I've listened to. And this is the number one song. What's the number one artist of the entire decade? You ask? Well, it could only be one artist, one band, number one of the entire decade. I have chills. Chills, I tell you. It's Mew. Of course. This is a live version of Am I Rye? No. Not from Boston, but it's very similar to when we saw these bastards in 2017 in Boston. My favorite concert ever, by far. Magical Light. And of course, this is a it's a special band too because it, like Kimmy and I discovered these guys at the same time, so it's like our band. So every song makes me think of her, so that's even more special. So I guess it's not surprising that this would be the number one artist that I've listened to in the in the past decade. Yeah, Kimmy and I, it's funny, we were watching, in 2005, we were watching the European MTV Awards, which were, what a fucking awesome show, hosted by Borat, not hosted by Sasha Baron Cohen, or Ali G, no, just the character Borat hosted the Euro MTV Awards, and it was the funniest fucking thing ever. Coldplay came out and sang, and he introduced them as Green Day, Green Day came out and sang, and now a green day, and now Coldplay. He, he called them, he swapped their names. It's just ridiculous bits. You know, Chris Martin was a good sport. He did some pretty funny bits with Borat. I mean, it was it was so funny. And anyways, they had like best, I don't even know what the thing was, but they had best, uh, I don't know, best new band or best video or be- who knows. And they played just, you know, as they do. They give, uh, here are the nominees, the five nominees. I don't remember any of the other ones, but they put these guys on. And they played the song Special by Mew. And Kimmy and I, we were lying in bed watching this. And we both sat up like, what was that? What was that? And then, uh, yeah, I had to go out the next day and get... Well, this was in the iTunes era, so I downloaded from iTunes, I guess. Maybe got the CD, too. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, we became huge fans. Finally got to see him live last uh, two summers ago at the Sinclair in Boston, which is my favorite venue to see music. The Paradise Rock Club in Boston is cool. It's fine. 
but man, I love going to the Sinclair. And we got to see White Lies at the Sinclair too, so that was ideal. And White Lies and Mew, they were commenting on each other's Instagrams last year about going on tour together. And I'm like, dude, don't fucking tease me. Just do it or don't do it, but don't don't do it. Don't say it unless you're gonna do it, man. Because I'll be there. Just take my money. All right. So do you want to know some of the top songs of the year? You don't? Okay, well, I'll play them anyways. I mean, you've got some... I'm just playing these on my phone. I'm too... It's it's too much work to download these things and then put them into the garage band, so... There's Wild Wild Sun. That's one of them. Ill Wind by Radiohead. It's Silver Sun Pickups. Doesn't matter why. It's, a, it's like my favorite songs and also a bunch of stuff that I've played... At various times here on the old Birthday Boy podcast. Yeah, I mean, there's some. Yeah, Jonathan Bree waiting on the moment. There's digitalism. There's some Mew twist quests. Oh, here's not a surprise. There's mating ritual with American Muscle part of the Birthday Boy podcast since day one. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. VHS collection, The Black. Devochka, Second Chance. You know, the song with the whistling in it. Let's get the... Oh. Anyway. There's whistling somewhere in there, right? Ah. There you go. There's some more Mew special. That was the first song that Kimmy and I heard together. It was the second song they played during the concert when we saw them. I almost fell over when they started playing it. Not that it, like, of course they're going to play it. It's like they're one of their biggest hits. Just, uh, it was really something like, wow, I'm actually seeing these guys live. This is unbelievable. There's an, uh, this is one of the top songs. No surprise there. Risk. Metric. This one's awesome. Whoop. Who swears? Autopilot by Vok. Vok. Yeah. White Lies. Here's, uh... Yeah. Another classic. Well, I don't know if it's a classic. It's a favorite of mine of these last few months. Here's one. Ah, yes. A training montage from Rocky IV. And this... This is number... Wow, where did this make it on the list? This is pretty high up. Now I'm trying to be a little more professional. I'm not playing it on my phone. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is seventh on the list. And the reason for that is not only do I love this song, and I love this scene from Rocky IV, and I love Rocky IV, and it's my favorite Rocky movie, uh, but this, and also it's Vince DiCola, who of course did the Transformers, the movie soundtrack. But I also listen to this song when I go to the Y, and I can actually do, you know, nine laps is a mile. I try to do that twice if I have a... You know, if I have time in the morning, it's like, you know, 30 minutes or so. No big deal. Uh, 
I do seven laps where I'm, I'm walking at a pretty good clip. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not there yet to, like, run the whole thing. Just not there yet. Uh, but then I do t I do seven laps where I'm walking around pretty fast, brisk walk, like an old lady, and then I do two laps where I run, the final two laps, and then I do my mile, and then I do another seven laps of walking, and then I run. Well, the two laps where I'm running, guess what's playing in the old earbuds to get me pumped up? <laughs> yep, this is it, baby. The old Rocky Four training montage. As I'm sailing around the track, ah, ah, pump those legs, feel the burn, yes. Anyway, so that's what did I say? That's in the top seven. That's number seven. Number seven. Let's find out which song is number six. Fabooter. Fabuter. Fabuator. Fabuator. <laughs> well, it's called Stilts. This song was actually on a playlist in 2018. And what I do, in addition to Spotify giving me my top 100 songs of the year, I go back through every playlist from January through December and I handpick the ones that I still really like listening to. This one I went back last year, this was on like an August of 2018 mix playlist whatever I had never heard this fucking song I, I heard it once I added it to the playlist and then I must have it's like a lost playlist that I just I, I maybe listened to it a couple times and for, moved on to other things I think because what happened was the next month the new White Lies song came out and that was it that's all I was listening to then I found this one I'm like fuck I love this song so I obviously listened I listened to it enough to make it number 6 on the all time 2019 top 100 countdown coming at you. This is Casey Kasem counting it down. This is Fabubadaber with stilts. Gotta do a goddamn death dedication. Anyway, so that's number six. Let's find out. Oh, I think you'll. I think you'll enjoy number five. Yes, indeed, the official theme, the official theme song of the Birthday Boy podcast. Palm Springsteen with "Hey There, Cowgirl," which I loved so much that I made it the theme song of the Birthday Boy podcast, and I still enjoy it. Although it's odd to hear it without all of the Cliffy voices. Cliffy. All right. You don't need to hear this again. You've heard you hear this every fucking time. You probably skip right past it, I'm sure. Three minutes of this nonsense. Alright, so that's that's number five. Let's find out. Oh yeah. What's coming in at number four? No big surprise. Another white lies tune called Hurt My Heart. Think about this, this came out like this came out like at the end of October and made it to number four of the top play most played songs of the entire year. So basically, with a month before the cutoff, this song was the fourth most played song of the year, which is not surprising. This, this also became a uh, jogging around the, the track type song. 
And this song came out after the album came out earlier this year, like in January. This was just like, hey, here's a bonus song. And it's one of the best ones they've ever come out with. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look at what came in at number three. Oh, yeah. It's the editors, Black Gold. This was another kind of, like, their album came out in 2018, and then they just released this one. They did, like, a... I think they did a best of compilation and came out with this black gold as a single. And it's it's maybe it's one of their best songs. Maybe it's their best song, I don't know. This song just makes me crazy because this song came out right before we went to Norway. And so we spent a lot of hours in the car driving around looking at that beautiful country, playing playlists, and this was one of the ones. So anytime I put this song on, the kids love this song too. And anytime I put it on, they say that it 100% reminds them of Norway. So there's that added bonus. No surprise this was number three. I actually thought this would be number one. The amount of times we played this song, particularly driving around Northway, uh, Northway, Norway, uh, I really I thought this would be number one. But number three, man, considering it came out like uh, late August, early September, it's still pretty good. Yeah. It's a quality tune. Let's take a listen to number two. More White Lies. Tokyo. This song came out, I don't know, December last year? Maybe January. I guess that's pretty good. Again, I mean, it's number two. I guess I would. I have been listening to this song all year. In reality, this is probably number one. Because I'm going to tell you right now, we're about to listen to the number one song. There's no way that the number one song is the number one song. I'm just, it's, uh, I don't know. Maybe it is, but I don't believe it. And it's a great song, but I honestly, I haven't listened to the fucking thing since like April. So I don't know how the number one song can be the number one song. Here's the great thing about this White Lies Tokyo. They played this, they played this in Boston. Hold on. This part here. They changed... Changed the lyrics to be Boston-specific. Hold on. This part here. Give me Bangkok, give me Rome. Let's listen. Let's listen to some concert footage. Wait for it. Awesome. 
So there was there was a little footage from the Sinclair back in whatever that was, May, June. I think it was May. Oh, what a good show. And he changed the lyric from Bangkok to Boston. That's where we were. That's the city we were in. <laughs> That's such a cheap move, right? Like to just name the city that you're in. You know, like Mick Foley in WWE always goes for the cheap pop, but coming out to whatever cities, it's great to be here, back here in good old Nashua, New Hampshire, and the place goes crazy. That's that's where we are. Oh my god! And it's just it's the oldest trick in the book, but god damn it, it works, man. Because when he when he changed that lyric, and said Boston, you heard it, the place erupted. All right, <sighs> number one. This is just really, it's its so bizarre. Again, this is a great song. When this song came out, this song, the number one song for my play, my year 2019, the song that I evidently listened to the most, which honestly I hadn't listened to on Spotify since probably May, April or May. When it came out, I listened to it a lot. The kids love it. They listen to it all the time. It's one of their favorite songs. It's one of their favorite artists one of their favorite new artists it was a theme song for an nxt takeover event on wrestlemania weekend and the video is fun to watch uh because there's tarantulas you know it's kind of gross but it's fun and uh yeah we were we were watching it all the time (sighs) again it's a fabulous song i haven't listened to it i listened to it for like a month and haven't touched it there's no, like, just mathematically, unless something happened where I was playing it and put it on repeat and, like, fell and hit my head and was passed out on the floor for, like, nine hours while the kids were at school and Kimmy was out of the house and, like, I just don't remember. And I'm not trying to, like, I'm not disparaging the song. It's just there's no way. I, I fully believe that it would be on the top 100 but I just based on the amount of times that I can even recall listening to it, like all these white lies tunes and editors and stuff. Like I listen to those all the time, like all year long. I know like when I see these on the top 10, I say, yeah, that makes sense. Palm Springsteen. Hey, cowgirl. Yeah. I expected that to be pretty goddamn high on the list. This one, I just, I don't, I think it's a mistake, but in any event, that's what's on my list. So, and it's a great song, so I hate to sit here and like talk about how there's no way it's my number one song. It's not my number one song, but it is a great song, and I love it. So here we go with number one. Yeah. Bite my tongue, bite my tongue. It's a great song. I haven't listened to it since, I don't know, Mother's Day? The NFL Draft? Again, not a slight against this song. I just... I'm sorry. Look at that, that's great. That's a fucking song. And the kids are not, and that's the thing, I asked the kids too, because I thought, well, shit, maybe, just maybe, they were playing with their toys and their beanie boos one day, 
and had Spotify on and maybe just like played this song on repeat. And that would make sense. That would make a ton of sense. And I asked them and they, they said no. So, but I'm not going to get hung up in that. Uh, I, 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 think, I think this is an error, but it's definitely in the top 100 and it's definitely a great song. And it definitely, it's one of the best new artists, Billie Eilish. You should see me in a crown. That's a that's a great song. That's that's one of the better songs to come along this year. So I'll take it. <laughs> I'm shocked that it's number one on my list, but I'll take it because it's it's very good. And as a result, I've been listening to it again for the first time since April because I did I kind of forgot about it. And then I got yelled at by my children because I don't play enough Billie Eilish. Like I think I play a fair amount. It's a reasonable amount of Billie Eilish. If this song is the number one song on the thing, I mean, I don't know. Uh, anyway. So there you have it. You didn't ask to hear my <laughs> my top songs of the year, or the decade, or the top artists. But there's just a little bit. And I love this video because there's a tarantula going in and out of her mouth. And that's why the kids... You know, the three of us sat in bed watching this video over and over again because it was, you know, it was so creepy with the tarantulas. And, uh, but it's also, it's a, it's a killer song on top of that, I think. I can love it. But it's not the number one song on my list, even though it is. Also, if you can get, uh, if you can get your hands on the Billie Eilish and her brother Finn, Phineas, uh, the interview that they had with Howard Stern a couple months ago, uh, I think it was probably, I want to say August, uh, worth the listen. It's like two hours long, but it's 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 really it's really something. It's really something. All right, so there's the songs. There's the top songs for the year. Take a quick break, and uh, we'll do some more, but not much more. I'm getting tired. <laughs> it must be the low light. There's no light. It's it's so dark. I don't have the energy that I had back in July when I was doing this podcast. Eh. All right. We'll do some more in just a second or two. Mm. Welcome. Welcome back episode 30 of the birthday boy podcast oh I wasn't even trying to hit the post but I did that's the kind of quality you can expect here on the birthday boy podcast hitting posts with the golden pipes (laughs) oh yeah golden golden pipes speaking of which it was really weird to hear my 2010 pipes versus today because I had no idea that I even remotely sounded different. I've I've just always thought that I'd sound exactly the same. Uh, I wanted to read. That reminds me. I don't read. Uh, Carrie Dumas sent me an email. Listening to the Slamcast right now. How funny is it that younger Johnny Boy, just like the young Howard Stern, has a higher voice. <laughs> I love Slamcast. It's great, and I love how you interject about how you thought Cam was going to be more girly, into more girly things as she got older. 
Seriously, it's smooth and professional sounding, just like the Birthday Boy podcast. Aw, thanks, Dumas. The content is great. The biggest difference isn't even the voice. It's that you sound more positive, which I love. Yep, I said it. Bring it. Uh, I'm not going to read you my whole response to Dumas, but I said, Dude, I definitely sound more positive on Slamcast. Life was so much simpler then, and I hadn't even started on the hellacious journey, literally and figuratively, that I was about to get underway and continue on for the next ten years. Yeah, that's kind of... Yeah, Slamcast is like just in those final moments before the weight of the world would just pin me against a rock and crush every fiber of my being. So it's a very it's a very different Johnny Boy back in 2010. That asshole wore fucking salmon colored polo shirts. This asshole is never gonna put a goddamn polo shirt on again as long as he lives, if I can help it. <laughs> anyway. I was gonna talk about something. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's been we. It's really been like three weeks since I've had a podcast, right? Let's get this music off. I love me some uh, Two Door Cinema Club, but I can't think. I can't think with this music thumping in my ears all day. <sighs> I've got some things written down here. Yeah, talk about Thanksgiving. I mean, quickly. Because that was years ago. What a nice Thanksgiving. It was a nice week. My parents were in town. And it's the first time that they've... We've been here for four years. And it's the first time that they've visited us together. My dad came once for a couple of two nights. About three years ago. My mom came once for, I think, a week or so. Uh, yeah, back in like 2016 in the summer. and uh, And that's it. And so, yeah, I mean, the good part about their dog, they had two dogs, two black labs that passed away in the last year. But, uh, you know, they don't feel tethered to them anymore. So, you know, they're they're off and like kind of doing their thing. So it was nice to have them come up for a little over a week. It was great. And we had we had like a good old fashioned Thanksgiving. We went to my my aunt and uncle's house out in Dover. The last three Thanksgivings, it's been Kimmy and the kids and me just sort of hanging out, and it's really been quite delightful, as I believe I mentioned on the, on the previous podcast. Um, yeah, but the, but it was nice, nice change of pace. Like, you know, we had we had Thanksgivings. You know, we had the old fashioned family Thanksgivings, but uh, you know, those kind of. Yeah, those are tough because a lot of them, you know, coming up to New York when we lived in Florida and we lived in North Carolina, it was it was nice. But knowing that we had like a long drive or a long flight ahead of us to get home, it was you know it was kind of bittersweet. So this was just nice. Like, hey, we're gonna go have like a family Thanksgiving. My parents, my aunt and uncle, their family members, like a nice sit down, the turkey carving, all the all the kind of traditional stuff. And yeah, it was it was a really good time. Last the last Thanksgiving where we like went to somebody's house and I didn't you know I think like 2009 
was the last because you know there's been so many thanksgivings you know in 2015 we drove i don't know what we drove to north carolina from new england that was a disaster and i got sick on the way down it was just miserable and we were there for like two days and then turn around and drive all the way back it was it was dreadful in 2012 we came up to new york when we lived in north carolina it's like whatever state we live in, we go to a completely different state for, for Thanksgiving. So it's just been like really stressful Thanksgivings. And then these last three where we're just sitting at home have been so great. So I was a little, you know, and I, I, mean, I, I turn down my aunt and uncle every year. They invite us for Thanksgiving and I say, no, sorry, thanks, but no. But this year I figured my parents are here. We'll get, you know, be a nice big family gathering. So that's what we did. And yeah, really, I would say, <clears throat> I would say 2009... It was the last time that we had, like, it wasn't the last time we had, like, a classic, you know, traditional Thanksgiving gathering with lots of family, but it was the last time that we had that where I didn't have to, like, get up and, you know, fly back to a different state or, you know, we, we lived, like, 20 minutes away from where we had Thanksgiving. So this was nice to just be able to, you know, it was an hour drive, but that's not so bad. I mean, it's better than, you know, it's better than a flight back to Florida or the Carolinas or something. So it was nice to just like, you know, we drove out, we had a nice day, stayed a good chunk of time, had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, and then, and then headed home. It was good. And it was, you know, it, it was able to be relaxing too, which I always think like Thanksgiving's not going to be relaxing if I had to get up and go somewhere. But, uh. It was still pretty relaxing. And the days of me, you know, dressing up like an asshole, I mean, those are over. I would I would always I would always put on like the tie and the vests, get all gussied up for Thanksgiving. And I'm like, why? Why? I, I dress, you know, I have to, you know, put that shit on for work every day and now like I get a day off, a holiday to just eat and I'm gonna wear the same kind of, you know, with nice dress shoes and stuff. Fuck that. Anyway, so it was a nice Thanksgiving. We took the parents to Boston on one of the days that they were here, you know, it was really my dad's first time really getting to, you know, not not his first time in Boston, but his first time really kind of getting to see and explore, check the place out. He loved it. And uh, we went to the, the park, the playground at the Charles River Esplanade, where uh, uh, my dad and Kimmy and I all climbed up the uh, the rope ladder tower thing that's, you know, like two stories high, and then went down the twisty slide, which I have video of of both my dad and Kim going down the slide. So that was fun. Like, what, you know, my dad was like a big kid. He was going on the zip line that they have there. It was really, it was pretty cool. My mom, we walked down by the river, down by the Esplanade, you know, the, the Charles River, um, which is, you know, maybe like, might be my favorite thing to do in Boston, particularly in the summertime. In winter, you know, it's not so great dipping your toes in it's a little chilly june july august that's a lovely thing to do to just take off your shoes and sit and dip your feet into the that dirty water and uh yeah so it's it's one of my favorite places in boston so we walked down kim and the kids went over to the playground and we walked down uh down by the by the water and uh, this guy asked my mom to take their picture this guy and his girlfriend Sure, she said absolutely, be happy to. You know, the sun was just going down. It was a nice evening sky, one of the many beautiful evening skies that they get along the Charles. And she's taking their picture, it's a couple of nice photos. He came over and he looked. He's like, "Yeah, these are great. Thanks so much." And then he turns to my mom and hands the 
camera hands the phone back to her again and says, actually, would you mind just taking one more picture? And I said, yeah, of course, absolutely. So she gets the camera and she's taking one more picture. And all of a sudden this dude gets down on his one knee and he, and he proposes to the girl and my mom's asked, she goes, is this really happening? Is this real? And the girl says, I don't know. And he says, yep, it's real. And so, uh, that was pretty neat. My mom got to, uh, got to capture these two youngsters proposal getting, what are you getting proposed to? What do you call that? Engaged. They got engaged, right? Isn't that, that's the name of, that's the terminology. I can't even remember. A fucking idiot. Uh, yeah, so she got to capture that and, like, be a part of that. So it's pretty neat. Like, you know, years from now, should the marriage work out okay, they'll be telling their kids about when they when they got engaged. And, uh, yeah, my, even though they don't know her name or anything like that, my mom will always be part of that story. So it's pretty neat. So I had a fun time in Boston. Fun Thanksgiving. And then, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, having the folks here to be able to, like, play with the grandkids and hang out and, and all that stuff was really nice. And then uh, on Saturday, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, uh, my parents stayed at our place with the kids, and Kimmy and I drove down to Long Island for old Shawnee Boy's wedding, the last of the four horsemen, to get married. And uh, it was just such a spectacular time. We left, though. I'll tell you what wasn't so spectacular. Once we got there, it was spectacular. The first half of the day, not so much. As Kimmy and I got in the car, oh, maybe about 10, 10 minutes after 9, something like that. Let's just call it 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and we so we hit the road. We hit the road, you know, just shortly after 9. It was about 9, 9, 10. And uh, not more than 10 minutes after 9, we hit the road. And... <laughs> Um, I gave, I gave ourselves that much time because the wedding was at four and I thought, well, you know, this is probably going to be about, uh, with no traffic, this would be about a three and a half hour drive. I would expect that it'll probably be another hour, <laughs> um, maybe an hour and a half more because it's a, it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving and B, there was a major snowstorm coming on Sunday. So people are probably really trying to beat the traffic a day early instead of waiting till Sunday. And yeah, that was, that was the case. Everybody was driving on Saturday and they were all driving on the same stretch of road that we were on at the same time, going to the same places in the same direction. Uh, because we left, as I mentioned, just shortly after nine o'clock and I was at the desk to check in at the hotel. This should have gotten us there. We should have gotten there 1230, one o'clock if it was a regular day with even just a little bit of traffic. One o'clock, maybe one thirty, maybe one thirty. If it took even you know another hour or so, and I figured two o'clock at the very latest. I said, "There's no way this is going to take more than five hours from nine to two. There's no way." And you tack on an extra hour. It was a six-hour drive. What should be a three-and-a-half-hour drive was a six-hour drive to Long Island. And, of course, most of that is all that piece-of-shit rectangle called Connecticut, which is, as I've mentioned before, it's the worst of New York. It's the worst of New England, all squished down there in that shitty rectangle called Connecticut. The worst drivers, the worst roads, the shittiest highways, the dumbest fucking Merrick Parkway is, is like, just mind-boggling. 
Uh, you know what would be good if we had, uh, you know, instead of on-ramps for this, maybe they just come to a, we'll have stop signs, and they can just wait their turn on this two-lane piece of shit highway, this fucking death ride. Yeah, so Connecticut always sucks. I hate, I hate 4th of July when we have to go south. Connecticut's just, it's a nightmare. There's been times where we've driven, it's like several hours out of the way to go towards Albany and then down through Binghamton just to avoid Connecticut because it's such a piece of garbage. But it's kind of hard to avoid Connecticut when you're going to Long Island. There's really no... I guess we could have gone all the way to Albany and down, but it probably would have evened out to about the same amount of time, so whatever. And I sure as shit didn't think it was going to take six hours instead of three and a half, almost almost doubled the amount of time to get there. Uh, but it did, and the wedding was at four, and we got there at three, and uh, yeah, it was it was nice uh, to get to the lobby, and um, and the woman was checking us in, and it took forever, maybe the longest check in ever. Uh, I don't know if she couldn't find a room or a bed, and I you know I'm starting to say I, I think I see where this is going. I think we're going to be like getting changed in the in the lobby, hiding behind a coat rack or something in the broom closet. So, uh, but she found us a room and it took forever. And while we were waiting there, our, our pals, Nate, Carrie, Joe, Stephanie, Henry joined us, joined us in the lobby. And of course, Carrie, Carrie Dumas, the same Dumas who just wrote me the the email earlier about Slamcast comes up and says, uh, she goes, Oh my God. She's like, you got the weddings at four. You got, she used some, some terminology. You guys better skedaddle or hop to it or skip skip to your loo or some I, I don't know what the hell she said. You better skippity skip daddle or something. <laughs> you better scoobity do beep bop boo get up to the room and change into your blue ba boo. And uh <laughs> Yeah. She's like you guys you guys ought to you guys ought to hip hop to it, skippity daddle, skiddly do. And uh yeah, and just being, you know, the fact that I had just spent the last six hours screaming at traffic, uh, watching a car drive by us with a mattress fly off of his f- the f- bed of his truck, like right next to my roof, and then look in the rearview mirror and see it land in the middle of the highway. And then after that, see no cars in my rearview because it probably caused a giant pile-up accident. I guess that's the one good thing is I was right next to that car that probably caused a huge 50-car accident. Then we definitely would have ma- would not have made the wedding, so that was good. So that, and then you know, there's a Christmas tree. Some idiot tied his Christmas tree to the roof and did a really great job because there was a Christmas tree in the center lane of the highway that everybody's swerving around. And then you know, half a mile up the road, there's there's a jackass with a car with a bunch of <laughs> bunch of twine just hanging off the side of the car. Oh man, Connecticut's so awesome. Uh, yeah, so it was really, really fun, 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 fun day of traveling, and I was still getting over the cough, so I'm just like, I'm coughing and just, just miserable, and I'm cursing my friend, I'm cursing Sean the whole time, you know, the usual shit that you would expect, I'm sitting there saying like, you know, what kind of fucking idiot, (laughs) what kind of fucking asshole has his wedding on a day, two days after Thanksgiving, what, not only not only one of the busiest travel weekends of the year, maybe the busiest travel weekend of the year, but there's a snowstorm, so it's even busier. And all this college football that's on, 
the college football season is almost over. This is one of the last Saturdays to watch a full day of college football, and I'm going to miss Alabama and Auburn. I'm going to miss all these games just to see my goddamn one of my goddamn best friends get married. Fucking Sean. I can't believe this. The whole way down. Fucking guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> who does that? Who does this? The Saturday after Thanksgiving? The son of a bitch. And then, of course, we got there, and it was, you know, it was fantastic. Except for Dumas telling us, hey, you better skid out. You better skippity do. Bebop do. Hip, hippity hop to it. Skidaddly do. And then, of course, I. So I had to comment. I said, oh, oh, do we? Do the, is the wedding soon? Is it within the next hour, Dumas? Do we have to get dressed now? Should we go upstairs? Should we get dressed now? Or is the wedding, are we, do you think we need to get dressed soon? Or can we wait like another 20, 30 minutes or so? Should we go? Is it coming up now? Is it coming up soon? Are we going to be late for the wedding? Do you think? Do you think? <laughs> so it was great to see all those pieces of shit. No, but I was, I didn't care. I knew we were, I, I knew we were going to make the wedding on time. And I was thrilled to be there. And as much as I curse out um, curse out Shawnee on the way down, I would, even if it took three hours, I still would have been angry. Because I'm never not angry at someone or something for even, even moderately, even slightly inconveniencing my day. So yeah, the, I, I was already pissed. The only thing I was pissed about at first was I was going to miss college football. <laughs> Fucking Sean, how dare he? Who, who has a wedding? In the fall, on a Saturday or Sunday, where there's all that football, there would have been hell to pay if it was on a Sunday. I went to a Sunday wedding once. One of my good buddies, Vinny, went all the way out to Detroit for his wedding. It was on a Sunday, and I couldn't believe it. I'm just like, who gets married on a Sunday? It's not even a holiday weekend. I'm going to miss all this football. But you know what? I don't remember who was playing football games that day, but I sure as hell remember Vinny's wedding and what a great time it was and how nice it was was to be out in Detroit for a very good, long-time, close personal friend to see him get married. And that's the thing. Even though uh, they're saying the, you know, the, I saw the highlights and the Auburn-Alabama game was legendary and just this great, great game, you know, the best one probably since that, uh, you know, that big, uh, you know, that big return that they had. Auburn had back in like 2013 or 14 or whenever it was that last iron bowl, even though it was like this classic, you got to see it. It was unbelievable kind of game. Eh, fuck it. I'm not going to remember the football game. I am going to remember seeing all my great friends and their beautiful faces, smiling and laughing and, uh, and seeing one of my good buddies get married, tie the knot and I'm also going to remember that fucking six-hour drive and cursing and swearing about it the whole time. So, yeah. But in all seriousness, we got there. We finally got our room. We checked in. <laughs> we had the room for several hours because uh, the snow was coming, and I didn't want to have another six-hour driving day. I wanted to get the fuck out of there and go home. So what we did was we checked into our room. We dumped all our stuff, got dressed, all dolled up in our, you know, my suit and tie and Kimmy, her nice, beautiful new dress that she got. We got ready and, uh, yeah, we headed over to the, uh, to the wedding venue, which is a beautiful old mansion. And, uh, 
yeah, we got to we got to see a bunch of friends, a ton of my friends from Burn Hills. Yeah, you had Shimo, you had Stephanie, Nate and Carrie, you got Allie and Lauren, her husband Jamie, you got you got McCarthy's there, Steve McCarthy, Sevy's there, Craig's there, and all their spouses and all this stuff and like uh Henry's, like I mentioned, Henry's there. It was like you know, Sean's parents, sister, family, friends, the whole thing. It was spectacular. You know, mingling and hanging out, catching up with those guys, having a really nice and brief wedding ceremony, uh, cracking up because because <laughs> some somebody <laughs> was taking photos with uh, with an iPhone. And let me see if I can see if I can recreate the effect of any time that literally anything would happen. During the wedding, you would just hear, let's see, well, that's not doing it justice. Yeah. Picture that, except even more rapid fire. Even an even more rapid fire sound just from an iPhone, not like a professional camera where you hear it, you know, you hear the shutter. Just an iPhone, <laughs> and every, like every few seconds, it would go off. And uh, I think it was—I think it was one of the older relatives holding the phone on their lap and resting their thumb, <laughs> resting their thumb on the button, so you would just hear. Just all day, all day. Uh, it had me laughing, that's for sure. Um, yeah, and then you know we had the food, we had the cocktail. Uh, thing just nice to catch up with Nate and Carrie, catch up with Shimo and Stephanie and see all these fucking guys. It was so good. It was so nice. It was nice for my soul to see these longtime best friends and like take pictures with them and just fucking bullshit. And you know, it was the same thing with any any good friend. You get together and it's not it's not awkward, and there's not, like, an ice-breaking thing. It's just the same shit as always, like, instantly. And that's what you expect, and that's what happens. And that's what's fun about going to these kind of events. You see people that you only see maybe a couple times a year, maybe a couple times every few years, maybe, you know, once every five years, and then you, doesn't, you don't even think about that because it's like, oh, it feels like I just saw you yesterday, and let's just jump right back into it. Let's just jump right back into making fun of Craig. Or let's just jump back into, you know, just being being fucking assholes and doing, you know, doing idiotic voices and, you know. And then let's get out on the dance floor and do the same stupid shit that we've been doing. The same goddamn stupid dance moves that we've been doing for the last 20 some odd years. And that's exactly what it was. It was awesome. It was a great time. Beautiful venue. Beautiful couple. Wouldn't have missed it for the world. I'd go back again every time and swear and curse my good buddy Sean the whole way the whole way down there. All six hours. Uh yeah, and then the and then the wedding came to an end. And it was about uh Oh, there's Shimo texting me now. Goddamn guy can't fucking leave me alone. Oh man, no, this has been a this has been a good conversation that I've had with Shimo. Some of these texts, he's got me turned on to this fucking goose game or something. 
we'll get to that in a second. He, get to Shimo in a second. Finish up on the wedding. So the wedding ended, and, uh, you know, we said goodbye to everybody. It was a great night. Yeah, we headed out. The wedding ended around 11 or so, and uh, Kimmy and I headed back to the hotel. We got our shit. We got dressed into our casual wear, packed our stuff, checked out, paid the uh, <laughs> full hotel price, whatever the whatever the rate was, and uh, we hit the road. And in normal circumstances, I would have gladly stayed overnight, had a nice sleep, very comfortable bed. Uh, but with the snow on its way the following day, and also knowing that my parents wanted to get the hell out of here and try to make a flight, which they ended up doing, uh, I guess, Monday instead of Tuesday. Uh, so, because if they had waited till Tuesday, they probably would have still been stuck. So they were able to get out early and find a good window to get back to North Carolina. So that was just a bunch of shit. Plus, you want to, uh, like... I just really have this thing. Like, I'm so exhausted these last few years. Like, commuting to Boston, even though I've I've done that minimally for the last several months, I still, like, I've just gotten in the habit of, like, just, I have to have that Sunday. I have to have, like, one day. I can't, I used to be able to do that. We would, we would get back. Like, we'd go up, we lived in Florida. We'd go up for Christmas, Christmas vacation. And, like, we, we'd be doing all the holiday stuff right up until New Year's Day. And then we would get up early in the morning, like on January 2nd, and fly back. I would literally, I remember getting off the plane at the airport, driving back home, dropping off Kimmy and the kids, and just hopping in the car and going right to work. And it was the fucking worst. <laughs> it was the worst. But that's what we, we did. I would just, we'd go somewhere and try to maximize that time. And now I can't, I have to have a day to just do nothing and prepare myself mentally for the for the work week ahead but there was a bunch of snow and i was happy to avoid it i was happy to miss all of it and it took like not even three and a half hours to get home because we just we blew out of that hotel around midnight got back around 3 40 or so after a quick stop to get gas so yeah it was all good and it was just a great time just so much fun Anyway, Shimo texted me the other day. <laughs> texted me on Friday, just out of the blue. I get a text from Shimo. It says, "How is the goose?" <laughs> he goes, "How is the goose game?" I'm like, I'm "Like, what the fuck is this code for something?" Is he like, "Did I like, did I pants Craig or something at the wedding?" And now, like, you know, was like, was I going around goosing people? And he's like, he's just asking me like, "How's the goose game?" Or like, did I? Was there some joke that I missed out on? That I was like a goose farmer, like producing like pate or something, a pate farmer, <laughs> goose pate, foie gras. Like, is there some? Like, I I thought maybe there's like an inside joke that I'm completely, it's just just zooming over my head, just whizzing over my head. As I said, goose game. What the fuck is that? I thought I saw you had un. Untitled Goose Game Achievement on PS4. I never heard about it, but it looked. I looked it up and it got great reviews. And I too had never heard of Goose Game. It's called. It's literally called Untitled. Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> and uh, I had never heard of this Untitled Goose Game. And I went up and uh, I looked it up, and it actually 
It looks kind of interesting. It's somewhere, you know, little elements of Grand Theft Auto, not really elements of Hello Neighbor. You're a goose, and you just walk around these neighborhood yards and just doing goose things. And there's little silly missions, and there's very relaxing sort of like Mr. Rogers-esque piano music, if I remember right. And uh, <laughs> I, it has it has excellent it has excellent reviews. Oh no, I don't want to hear. I, I want to just hear. Uh, here we go. Yeah. There's, there's the sound of the goose walking around the the garden, walking around the farm. Yeah, you drag things. You just, yeah. Honestly, it looks, I mean, they say the game takes about six or seven hours. So it's not that long, but I, I can see myself. And, you know, the kids like Goat Simulator. So there's all those little elements of just being an animal and annoying people and doing little missions. Uh, for me, watching the YouTube video, it looks like a neat little game. But it literally put me to sleep. Like I fell asleep with the phone on my on my lap, watching the goose <laughs> watching goose game. So I get a text from Shimo today because he picked up. Uh, there was a four pack of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures at GameStop. It was very kind of him. He reached out to me and asked if he wanted to, if I wanted him to pick up one for me and I could pay him later. The, the the four, you know, Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, Raphael, looking exactly the original Playmates toys. They had them boxed up. Looks awesome. Four pack of turtles. Uh, so, <laughs> so Shimo, I, I said no thanks. I, I still have my original turtles. You know, plus I, you know, I can't. I spent, you know, it's enough. I have this collection of Transformers that's been ongoing for the last couple of years. They they kind of redid, remastered some of the old Generation One Transformers. They look real slick. You used to be able to find them at like Toys R Us, Walgreens, Walmart, those kind of places. And I'm just like, no, I can't. I can't start up a new Ninja Turtles collection. I have enough of these goddamn Transformers lying around. So I said, thanks, Shimo, but no thanks. Uh, and then he mentioned <laughs> the re reclamation of my '80s toys begins today. Uh, and then Shimo also mentioned, <laughs> also got the Goose game. <laughs> Gonna play it today. And then he, he says, Christmas came early for this good boy. <laughs> oh, fucking asshole. Well, Shimo, you'll have to let me know how the goose game is. Perhaps that will wind up in, uh, in somebody's stocking, somebody's Christmas sock this year. Oh, man. What am I even talking about? Yeah, so Thanksgiving was great. Wedding was great. Going to Boston, with the, having the parents here, going to Boston, hanging out. Watch a lot of TV. Got my dad hooked on The Mandalorian. Completely hooked. He loved it. He couldn't wait. I mean, the kids are hooked. Like they, They've been hooked in since... You know, I watched the first episode by myself. Maybe the first two, even. And then I was like, no, I gotta, I gotta show the kids. So, like, the day that the third episode came out, I think, was when we sat down. Or maybe it was the day that the second episode came out. I was like, you guys, just humor me. Like, I need you to watch episode one of The Mandalorian. If you don't like it, fine, you're done. You never have to watch it, but just watch episode one with me. Because right, I, I knew, look, you got the action, you know, gunfights, gunslinging, shooting, you know, Star Wars-y stuff. Uh, you know, that's all great and fun. And then for, like, 
my youngest, who might not super duper be into that, you've got Baby Yoda. So it's got everything. And it's just great. The first three episodes in particular are, are fantastic. Fourth one, yeah. Fifth one's good. Um, but the first three are just, they're, they're just mind blowing. They're just wonderful. And my dad just completely, he's hes like, I got it. You know, how do I get this? How do I get this Disney Plus? How do I get this Mandalorian? When does it come out? When can I see it? What do I need to do? So he's like, he's totally, totally into the Mandalorian, which is cool. So Shimo's got himself some, he's got some turtles. He's got a goose. He's going to be a goose. He's going to, you know, now I can ask him, how goes the goose game? How's the goose game? Oh, man. Goose games, Ninja Turtles, Mandalorians, Baby Yodas, Partridge in a Pear Tree. All right. Be right back. Ah, a little, little Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, a little Watchmen, Watchmen, listen, I, I don't know what's going on this year, but this has been like the year of shit TV shows about superheroes that I fucking love. And I'll tell you, I was a little hesitant on The Watchmen because, look, I, I mentioned this before, I don't read comics. I never have. I never, I've tried. I just can't get into it. And, you know, I probably never will. I'd love to. I just, I don't care. I just don't care about reading comics. And I don't want to, you know, I once had like a digital, like a DC digital, you know, the app, and you can purchase some of the, con- you know, I had some Batman comics, like, six or seven years ago, eight years ago, and I would try reading those, and they're great, they're really good, but I just, you know, I don't, I don't care, I, I don't, any, any time that I could spend reading comics, I would rather, I'd rather allocate that time to video games or TV, and I'm not a fan of those Marvel, Marvel movies, there's a handful that I like, the first three Avengers were so boring. The fourth one, I guess I'll watch. I mean, I read spoilers for it when it came out. This is what I do. I read spoilers for things that I don't care that much about. I'm not going to read spoilers for the new Star Wars movie. But I, I almost did. And then I, no, I, I want to be I want to be surprised. Uh, but for things like, yeah, for the Avengers, for the Marvel movies and that kind of stuff, like, I have no problem reading spoilers because I don't care. <laughs> like, whatever. So I knew, I knew what happened in that movie before and I still haven't seen it that the final whatever it is infinity anyway it's not my thing I love spider I love the spider-man movies though uh the you know the latest ones uh but I'll tell you man the boys came out on Amazon I talked about that over the summer so fucking good that might be my favorite new show of the year was the boys it was so good but I'll tell you what man the Watchmen is out. Kimmy and I went and saw that movie in the theater, and I knew nothing, I no prior knowledge of the comic or anything like that. And I fucking hated that movie. I hated every second of that movie. I thought it was so boring, so stupid. I hated the characters. I just, I hated everything about it. 
But I thought, you know, some, there's just something about this HBO show that looks good. So when it premiered, I sat down and I watched it. Eh, it's, it's good. But I have no fucking idea what's going on. But then I came to realize that, like, nobody did. Like, even the people who were into the comics and stuff were still, like, didn't fully know what was going on. So I'm like, okay, well, that's cool then. Uh, so I kept with it because it was still compelling enough. Like, I wanted to know. I'm like, ah, I'd rather you just tell me what's happening than have to figure it out and wait and guess because <laughs> I'm too lazy and life is just too short. I don't, I just don't have that kind of time. But uh, I'll tell you. It's uh, it's been worth it, man. Let me tell you. You know the first uh, like the first two episodes is it's slow going and you don't know what the f- what is happening, especially if you're me and you've never re- don't know anything. And I barely remember the movie. You know, I remember some of the characters: Rorschach, the comedian, Doctor Manhattan, all that stuff. But uh, you know, not enough to to dive right in and, and know what's going on. I tell you, episode three got really, really good. Episode four was fine. I don't really remember. Episode five, everybody's raving about episode five. It was good. It was very good. It wasn't my favorite. Episode six was fucking awesome. Episode seven, eight, man, just it just keeps getting better. Episode eight, I think, was last week's, and then it's already the finale coming up this Sunday, and it's just so goddamn good. And then you've got this Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross soundtrack and every couple weeks they release just like the mandalorian every every week they release a mandalorian episode and with it on spotify you've got the soundtrack for that episode so there have now been like five mandalorian (laughs) soundtrack albums released on spotify same with the watchmen they've been they've had volume two one and two of the soundtrack and there's some really goddamn good music that's going to be released, I think, next Friday, December 20th, in Volume 3 of the Watchmen's, uh, Watchmen soundtrack. And I I don't know what to tell you about the show. It's not for everybody, but it's you don't have to give a shit about the comic stuff to be into it. I guarantee you it's so well done because I don't care about, like, comics, heroes, stuff. When it's, you know, the way that it's done, it's so good. I can't. I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't want to get into it because there's, there's just. It's hard to talk about it without giving shit away. So that's all I can tell you. Is it's just a. It's a really good show. It's slow going at times, but it's worth it, man. And I don't do slow going at all. I just can't. I can't sit and watch you know exposition and dialogue all day. For the most part. Some people I can, you know, if it's like a Tarantino, I can watch dialogue all day. Uh, Larry David, I can watch <laughs> dialogue all day. Uh, but this, you know, that's not a, t- you know, there's dialogue when there needs to be, but there's just so much that you're watching at the beginning, the first few episodes, like, what the fuck? Why is he there? Why is he doing this? What does this, what's all this, what's happening? And it just, man, it just comes together, just. It comes together real easily, and it's really good, man. Really good. That's it. That's all I can say. Check out The Watchmen on HBO. It's it's quite good. Oh, Kevin. 
He's home alone. I'll tell you, I think... I'm thinking next week. Yeah, next week's probably gonna be the last... The last podcast before the holidays. And me not doing podcasts for a couple weeks. I'm thinking, yeah, Christmas week, that's probably just going to be a full-on, just nothing. Or maybe Chris, maybe Christmas week, maybe for Christmas I'll release Slamcast Episode 2, the birthday boy special presentation, and then New Year's week, uh, do absolutely nothing, and then come back the following week. I don't know what's, I don't know what it's going to look like in 2020. As I mentioned, I got the new gig coming up, and it will not be a working from home gig because that's the nice thing is I've been able to just like five o'clock log off done with work close down that laptop and by about 510 I'm podcasting it's podcast time Uh, being only 25 minutes from the office it shouldn't really be too much different I should be able to come home like on a Wednesday or Thursday night if nothing's going on jump on and do a podcast so that's hopefully that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll see. There will be podcasts. I just don't know when. Anyway, next week there will be a regularly scheduled podcast. It's not gonna be a big like Christmassy thing though. But I I, I think I might uh, you know maybe I'll like favorite Christmas movies. That's good. You know maybe play a lot of Christmas music. Instead of my usual shit that you're probably tired of hearing. You know, maybe there'll be a new Cliffy call. There's not going to be a new Cliffy call this week either, by the way. They're just, uh, <laughs> there's just no time. But next week, I would like to have one final new fresh Cliff call for the holidays. Because after all, it's gotta be, there's got to be a Womack Family Spectacular coming up soon. By the way, uh, heading down to... Cliff's neck of the woods in a, in a few weeks, and uh, we're just, we're really trying to get. I'm I'm efforting the real Cliff. If he's around, if I can get him the real Cliff on the podcast, that is a goal. I don't know that that's going to happen, but I'm I'm efforting Cliff. That's all I can tell you. But he's full. We know how successful his entire family has been with getting him on the phone. So me getting him on the podcast, I'm not holding my breath. I wanted to sit down and have a podcast with Nate and Joe, even for just like 10, 20 minutes at the wedding. Do some, you know, just whatever. Just riff. Just talk about whatever. Didn't happen. Too much, you know, there's just too much going on. So, whatever. We'll, we'll try that another time. All right. Shut up, kids. Chorus. You're too fucking loud. Uh, Home Alone. Why am I playing this? Oh. <laughs> we watched. My mom had never seen Home Alone 2. Over the week, uh, ever. So over the Thanksgiving week, we watched, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles, like as always, like five times, and uh, and we watched Home Alone two. I've seen Home Alone one so many times that I really, I, I go, I gravitate these days towards Home Alone two. Just, yeah. Uh, anyway, I gotta tell you, man, the fucking, it's so good. It's you know, it's it's, it's another Home Alone. It's another. Oh, by the way, if you go on Netflix, the toys that made us, now they have the movies that made us, 
and they have a whole special on the making of Home Alone. Uh, they have the making of Die Hard. They have the making of Ghostbusters. Ghostbuster one is awesome. Gets a little emotional, you know, talking about like Harold Ramis and stuff like that, and John Hughes. Well, the Home Alone one, talking about John Hughes, and then the and the Ghostbusters one, talking about Harold Ramis. They're they're fantastic. You should watch them on Netflix. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so Home Alone two. One of the things that that always kills me about Home Alone two, like Kevin. Kevin always befriends, you know, an adult that he's afraid of. In both movies, he's he's afraid of the old guy next door with the shovel and the salt, and he runs from him, and he ends up being a really nice guy who saves Kevin from the wet bandits. And then in Home Alone 2, he goes into Central Park, and he's afraid of the pigeon lady, and he runs away from her, but then she helps him get his shoe unstuck from a tree, you know, which is pretty much the same as the guy... Uh, saving Kevin from being murdered by the bandits, but nevertheless, he he ends up befriending the pigeon lady in the park, and uh, I, th- I think it's like it's just a ridiculous, you know, the poor pigeon lady. You have to feel for her. I don't know if you have to feel for her, but you know, it's bad enough. Like she's clearly she's clearly homeless. She- she lives with a bunch of pigeons in Central Park. And then on top of that, she befriends this little fuckface kid, who, by the way, the whole time he's, he's staying in like this luxury multiple-bedroom suite, the Plaza Hotel, overlooking Central Park. Uh, which, by the way, like just a regular room now is like $5,000 a night. So, anyways, he's charging this all on his dad's credit card. And he's talking to this woman. They go and they watch, uh, you know, on Christmas Eve, they watch a little Christmas concert at Carnegie Hall, hiding up in the attic in the in the supply room. And uh, and then in the <laughs> and then during this conversation, she tells him something about like good deeds versus bad deeds. Well, anyways, l- hold on. Let me let me let me play. Get this. All right, all right. Great, great, great. Let me play this. I wasn't always like this, you know. And by the way, this is... So Kevin, he meets the pigeon lady in the park. She's terrifying because she's got birds all over her. And he runs from her. He gets his foot stuck. She helps him get his foot out and realizes, like, oh, okay, she's not crazy. She's just, you know, covered in bird shit and pigeons. So uh, we'll be best friends now. And then she takes him up into... <laughs> into the supply room with all the instruments up above Carnegie Hall, and they have a nice little uh, nice little chat. And so she's, yeah, she says, I wasn't always like this, homeless and all this shit. So, hold on. Oh, what were you like before? I had a job. I had a home. I had a family. Did you have any kids? No. Oh, I wanted them. But the man I loved... Fell out of love with me. That broke my heart. And so then I became homeless. The chance to be loved came along again. I ran away from it. I stopped trusting people. No. And Kevin says, no offense. Offense. That seems like sort of a dumb thing to do. I was afraid of getting my heart broken again. You see, sometimes you can trust a person, and then when things are down... They forget about you. 
What the fuck happened to her? You see, Kevin, I was once in love. I had a husband and a house and a job. And everything was going great for me, Kevin. But then the man I loved, he fell out of love with me. And I could never love again. And now I'm homeless. And don't ask any further questions, Kevin. <laughs> I, I became homeless as a result of a broken heart, me lad. And then he calls her out. He's like, that sounds dumb. You sound crazy. Well, you see, Kevin, I, I tried to love again, but any time I got close to a man, it was hard to trust him. Also, I buried an axe in his skull every time he tried to touch me, just like me husband. And that's how I lost me job, Kevin, and me home, and ended up out on the streets here with these birds. In fact, the last man who tried to fall in love with me got his eyes pecked out by a whole gaggle of pigeons. Isn't that the darndest thing, Kevin, me boy? Like, something's... Something's actually up with her. Like, they don't... They just... Okay. Uh, hey, Kevin. Yeah, I wasn't always homeless, Kevin. I once had a job. I had a house. I had a husband. Everything was like, you know, had a nice little salary, a paycheck. I had benefits. I had a 401k, pension. The whole thing. And then my husband fell out of love with me, and now I'm homeless and living, sleeping in filth uh, with birds, covered in bird shit. There's a, there's a yada, yada, yada somewhere in there. <laughs> there's a big something in there that's being left out. Uh, but, then, but then she has some more things to say, which might shed some light on the whole situation. I was afraid of getting my heart broken again. You see, sometimes you can trust a person... And then when things are down, they forget about you. Hmm. Maybe they're just too busy. Maybe they don't forget about you, but they forget to remember you. I don't think people mean to forget. Or they can't do either of those things because they're dead. My grandfather says, my head wasn't screwed on, I'd leave it on the school bus. I'm just afraid if I do trust someone, I'll get my heart broken again. Hmm. Oh, Kevin. I understand that. I used to have this really nice pair of rollerblades. I was afraid if I wore them, I'd wreck them. So I kept them in a box. Do you know what happened? No. I outgrew them. I never wore them once outside. I just wore them in my room a couple times. Mm-hmm. A person's heart and a person's feelings are very different than skates. In other words, uh, hey, ten-year-old asshole, I just told you that I used to have a home and a job and a husband, and now all of those things are gone, and you're trying to relate to me by talking about a pair of fucking roller skates that don't fit you anymore, you piece of shit. Oh, did you keep your roller skates in a box, Kevin? And where did you keep the box? Oh, it was in a room, one of the one of the twenty one of the twenty seven rooms of your house, Kevin. Oh, your giant multi million dollar home in the suburbs of Chicago, Kevin. Did you know what? I live under a bridge. I sleep in a puddle every night. I don't know what's in the puddle. Sometimes it's rain. I hope it's rain. Sometimes it's not rain. You know what it is when it's not rain, Kevin? I bet you could take a guess what it is, Kevin. And I sleep in it every goddamn night. But go on, tell me more about your fucking rollerblades. That they don't fit you anymore. Oh, what a sob, sob story it is. Jeez, Kevin, I should be the one comforting you. You've had it way worse than me with rollerblades that don't fit your feet no more. Here I was complaining about eating birds all day. You know that's what I do, don't you, Kev? 
You think these are just all my friends? It's my breakfast, lunch, and dinner? You son of a bitch. Yeah, so way to read the room, Kevo. And then she just politely says, uh, you know, yeah, that's that's as apples and oranges as it gets, you piece of shit. Well, they're kind of the same thing. And then, of course... If you aren't going to use your heart, what's the difference if it gets broken? Oh, I suppose you're right, Kevin. You're a small child. What the fuck do I know? And I'm only a woman. A homeless woman. Because I couldn't... I couldn't get I couldn't get by without the love of a man, and so obviously I can't stand on my own two feet. So I went homeless instead of just uh, you know working for a living and keeping my house, that kind of thing, Kevin. Instead, I just went I went homeless because I couldn't love again, because I'm just a fragile woman, the fairer sex, Kevin. So I suppose you're right. I guess I guess I don't know shit about emotions and the heart, but you know everything about rollerblades. So your analogy is just fucking perfect, Kevin. Tell me more about that. I'm going to take a bite out of this pigeon carcass. Why don't you tell me more about your rollerblades and your thoughts on life? You should take a chance. Hmm. Got nothing to lose. But a truth in there somewhere. Well, that's... I think so. Your heart might still be broken, but it isn't gone. Oh, Kevin, you're so much smarter than me. It wouldn't be this nice. Thank you. How did you get so wise, Kevin? I'm a fucking idiot. Do you know that it's been... Couple of years since I've talked to anybody. That's mm. okay. You're really good at it. You're not boring. You don't mumble or spit when you talk. You should do it more often. I think you just have to wear an outfit that doesn't have pigeon poop on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kevin, you're so funny. I only have one outfit. Do you know why, Kevin? I may have mentioned this a time or two, but I'm fucking homeless. I live in a goddamn puddle underneath a bridge in a park. In a city where it's it's about five degrees several months out of the year. I'm not sure I'm going to live to see the month of April, Kevin. It would tell me more about how I should change my clothes. Wear something that doesn't have bird shit all over it. Ah, oh, where should I go? Maybe uh, Saks Fifth Avenue. Spend my dad's credit card. Get a nice limo and a cheese pizza. Fucking asshole. I have been working very hard at keeping people away, haven't I? And then she just like. And then she's just like, you know what, Kevin, you're right. <laughs> Once again, Kev, you're right about everything. I stink. I'm covered in shit. I should go get some new clothes. Of course, there is somebody who has a lot of money, a big bag full of cash, a bunch of rich aunts and uncles and parents, and like, you know, clearly comes from uh, quite a bit of money. Plane tickets to Paris and Miami and all this. Ah, if only there was somebody that could help her, you know, maybe buy a fucking pair of pants or a goddamn shirt that doesn't have like snot and bird feces all over it. But when I'm alone, isn't that much fun at all? I don't care how much people bug me sometimes. I'd rather be with somebody than by myself. Oh, thanks, so what Kevin. Are you doing running around? Oh, is that, you'd rather be by someone, by your, you'd rather be with someone than by yourself, eh, Kevo? Oh, that's nice. You, well, you're probably at school, a bunch of friends. You got your little grandparents and all your brothers and sisters and your parents and all, going on your little trips, your vacations here and there. Oh, you tell me more about how easy it is to be around people. Because once again, Kevin, I live in a puddle of fucking bird feces and my clothes are covered in fucking bird feces and feathers. 
and it's uh, you know not really yield and a lot of people want to talk to me you fucking asshole the streets on christmas eve on your own to get to trouble yeah you've done something wrong a lot of things hold on this is an christmas eve on your own this is very interesting yeah listen to this you've done something wrong a lot of things did you know that a good deed erases a bad deed? It's getting pretty late. That's not at all. <laughs> that is not at all how it works. A, a good deed does not erase a bad deed. That is the worst. Okay, you know what? You're right. Kevin is smarter than this idiot. There's a, there's a good reason that she's covered in fucking bird dew. At f- sleeping in a fucking puddle of her own piss and shit. In a fucking hat with a feather on it. You know, Kevin, I've been meaning to tell you, did you know a, a good deed erases a bad deed? Well, let's just say, for example, uh, let me just pick something random. A complete hypothetical, Kevin, out of out of thin air. Let's say, let's just say you murder. Let's just say you murder your husband. Oh, that's a bad deed, isn't it, Kevin? Yeah. Well, let's say after you murder your husband... Then you befriend a whole bunch of pigeons and feed them bird seed and take care of them and live with them in Central Park. That's a nice good deed to do. And that erases a bad deed. And let's just say, Kevin, let's just say you try to find another boyfriend after you murder your husband, your husband, and he's not so nice either. And he starts talking about how he doesn't like your coats, and he doesn't like your cabbage, and he doesn't like your shoes, and he doesn't like your hair. So you take a you take a knife out of the kitchen drawer and you shove it into his stomach, Kevin. And then you push him down a flight of stairs and he breaks his neck. Well let's just say after that you take your birds you take a you take your birds and you help a, you help free a little boy's foot that gets stuck in a rock in Central Park and then you take him up to Carnegie Hall and have a nice conversation with him. That's a good deed, Kevin. Well guess what? Murder's gone. No one cares about the murder no more, Kevin. Because you've done a good deed to erase the bad deed. You see what I'm saying, Kevin? You see what I'm getting at? You know, like, electrocuting those guys. <laughs> electrocuting those wet bandits, the sticky bandits. Well, as long as you... As long as you sing a beautiful solo in your Christmas concert, it doesn't matter who you electrocuted or who you threw paint cans and bricks on and tried to, tried to break their skulls open, Kevin. Because, like I said, Kev, a good deed erases a bad deed so do as many bad deeds as you want as long as you does as long as you do something real good it erases that thing that's real bad you can ask all five of me ex-dead husbands if you can find the corpse kev mm, these birds these pigeons of mine sure are fat aren't they you see what i mean kev kill a man that's a bad deed feed a pigeon that's a good deed Feed a dead man to a pigeon. That's a real good deed. So I done many good deeds, Kev. And I done many bad deeds. But the good ones erased the bad. Great advice from the pigeon lady. Uh, and then, uh, I, I think that's... It's getting pretty late. Yeah. I don't know if I'll have enough time to do all the good deeds. I need to erase all the bad ones I did. Well, it's Christmas Eve. Good deeds count for extra tonight. Oh. They do? Of course they do. 
So what you must do now is you must think of the most important thing that you can do for more others. horrible Go advice. Do. Just follow the star in your own heart. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Getting pretty late. I better get going. I thought at one point he said he was gonna buy her a hot chocolate. If I don't see you again, hope everything turns out okay. <laughs> Say goodbye to your birds for me. Okay. I guess that's it. If I don't see you again. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. If you need somebody to trust, it can be me. I won't forget to remember you. Don't make promises you can't keep. This sounds like it's, this is about to go down a very dark path. Kevin, stay with me. Keep me company. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, Kevin, whatever bad deeds you done, you do a couple of good deeds on Christmas Eve, they count for extra. That's why I murdered... That's why I murdered all me husbands on the day before Christmas Eve and then went out and fed some pigeons on Christmas Eve. Even Stephen. Murder one day, feed pigeons the next. This is me wiping me hands with a nice clean slate going into the new year. Because a double a double super duper good deed on Christmas Eve erases any bad deed you've ever done. Oh my god. Really bad advice from the bird lady. And then the fucking thing is. Then this prick. This Kevin. So he goes and he, you know, he sets up the usual booby traps. We've all seen it, right? And the Looney Tunes hijinks ensue and the, the sticky bandits get electrocuted and and they actually, you know, literally get murdered like several times over. He electrocutes them, they fall off, you know, several flights of stairs and get giant pipes dropped on their faces and bricks thrown off of, you know, a three-story <laughs> brownstone on the guy's head like four or five times. I mean, it's, you know, um, so I guess he really, you know, he took the advice of the bird lady and, uh, and he went out and he murdered two people. And then the great thing is the next day, the hotel, you know, they comp the room, they give him the nice big, the even bigger hotel suite. And it's all very, you know, it's all very nice. Kevin saves the day again. The sticky bandits are locked up forever. Blah, blah, blah. He takes the uh, he takes the turtle dove. He got the two turtle doves from Mr. Duncan of Mr. Duncan's toy chest because he donated some money to the kids, and so Mr. Duncan let him have a two turtle doves off the ornament. You give that turtle dove to a very good friend of yours, Kevin. And uh, it's also it's the guy who plays Roy Wally, uh, which is great. Anyway, so Kevin. The, one of the last scenes, Kevin, on Christmas morning, the whole family, they're reunited. They're in the Plaza Hotel. They're in the big presidential suite. They got presents from Mr. Duncan. Every uh, Everything's looking great. What a happy ending. Kevin remembers, oh, yeah, the homeless bird shit lady. <laughs> and he runs out and he gives her he gives her fucking turtle dove <laughs> because Mr. Duncan said, give this to somebody that you really love that's a good friend. Okay, that's nice. Um, except... You know, maybe, just maybe, the pigeon lady could have used, like, I don't know. 
I feel like something else would have been a really nice gift for her other than a turtle dove. Um, so yeah, isn't it nice, like, gives a turtle dove to the homeless bird lady. I mean, yeah, sure, he, he could offer to have her stay in the luxury hotel suite that was obviously comped by the hotel because they fucked up and let him get away. You know, maybe invite her in, give her a, a hot meal, a shower, you know, something, let her partake in, in, you know, some of the, uh, some of the warmth and food that they're about to, you know, they're about to spend Christmas Day, you know, ripping through presents, staying at this great hotel, flying back to their mansions in Chicago. You know, maybe let her come in and have a shower, get warm for 20 minutes, not freeze to death. You know, maybe change into something that's, you know, his aunt seems to be about the same size. Maybe give her, a, you know, give her a fucking blouse, help her type up a resume or something. Uh, but no, what is what is what is shelter and a hot meal, and some warmth on Christmas Day compared to uh, a fucking Christmas ornament? Oh, thank you, Kevin. Sure, I've been sleeping on a mattress of snow and feces for eleven straight days and living off bird seed and dried clumps of my own hair. But now that you gifted me a turtle dove ornament, maybe the bank will accept it as a down payment on a house. You know, Kevin, that thing I ain't got—a house. Oh, you didn't know I was homeless. Thought I just lived outside in the winter with birds shitting on me all day to keep to clear me sinuses? No wonder your asshole family keeps trying to get rid of you. Now will you please finally fuck off? I've got a pigeon sickle with me name on it. Enjoy your mansions and your running water and your prime rib, you prick. Cause oh look at me. Everything's gonna be okay. I've got a ceramic turtle dove Christmas ornament. Oh, which Christmas tree should I put this on? The one in the library? The one in the study? The one in the conservatory, the one in the great hall, the one in the living room, the dining room. I have so many Christmas trees and so many wings of me house, Kevin. I don't know where I put the turtle dove. Oh, life is going to be better starting today. I've got a turtle dove Christmas ornament. I can't eat it. I can't exchange it for much money. I can't use it to pay the mortgage. But at least I know I have a ten-year-old boy in a mansion in Chicago who's not going to forget to remember me. Uh, I would, I, uh, yeah. by the way, speaking of Home Alone 2, I'll tell you what, and Home Alone 1, say what you will about Uncle Frank in those movies, you know, the guy's an asshole to Kevin, you know, he's, look what you did, you little jerk, and then he's, you know, tells him he's gonna slap him silly, because he, he catches him in the shower and all that shit, so yeah, sure, he's, he's an asshole, but say what you will about the guy, but the dude, you know what, he also has five kids, both of those movies, he doesn't lose a single one of them, he's, He's got all of his kids with him the whole time. He's father of the year compared to Kevin's dad. Anyway, I fucking love those movies. Goddamn. Yeah, maybe I'll list some uh, some of my favorite Christmas classics on next week's Birthday Boy podcast. Uh, but it's just about time to get out of here, so uh, let me let me take a quick break, and then we'll wrap it up. All right. <sighs> yeah, there were other things I wanted to talk about. It's going to have to wait. Yeah, I had Sounding Board Theater listed here. I don't even remember what was on the Sounding Board Theater. Honestly, I read the Sounding Board and I, I save them. You know, there's certain ones that I save for later because I think, oh, that's going to be good. 
and then I just I go back to it and it just fucking depresses me. The only reason I think I haven't jumped out of that sounding board is to have something to talk about on the podcast, but I haven't done sounding board theater in a while because I just frankly I can't stand most of these fuckers. Anyways, we're not going to do it today. Haven't done OJ in quite some time. Or I guess since Halloween was the last time I did a lot of these things. Well, who knows? They'll be back again, perhaps. Anyway, yeah, I think it's it's time to go. I wanted to t- oh, I wanted to talk about this kit when I worked at KB Toys Black Friday. How happy I am that I don't have to work in retail on Black Friday. What a nightmare that used to be. Not just retail, but working in t- the toy business, toy retail. Oh, five. You know, you gotta be there at like four in the morning, three in the morning, to open the doors at like five or six or whatever the hell it was, and you can just hear the stampeding people like charging towards the store. Really, like freaky, like in a like a zombie movie or something. And then there was this one kid, I called him Do well not to his face, but I called him Doofus because he looked like Doofus, you know, from DuckTales. And I was such a prick back then. <laughs> not, not that, you know, not past past tense necessarily. Not, not exclusively in the past tense. Just a different kind of prick. Like if somebody if somebody fucking looked at me the wrong way at KB Toys, I would let them have it. I would I would just yell at people. It's really I hate like I hate thinking of myself back then. What a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, because this kid doofus. I would be in the middle of talking to somebody about a toy. Like a customer would be asking me about a toy. And then he would just j- jump in and interject. And then one time I just... He did it like one... I, I, I let him get away with it like the first time. And then the second time he did it. And I just... You know, after the customer left, I just let him... I just went right up to him like, look. I was like, look, you motherfucker. I hated this kid and the fact that he kept trying to jump in when I was helping a customer like look you motherfucker I said don't you goddamn ever interrupt when I'm talking to a customer I know what the fuck I'm talking about and I don't need you sticking your nose in every goddamn time I'm talking to somebody You and, and I talked to him like I talked to him like I would talk to a child like scolding a, like a dog I was like you I was like look at me I was like you understand what I'm saying yeah you know, stay stay the fuck out of my business. Like I was really like I just let him have. I was like, stay the fuck out of my business. Oh man, what a delight I was. Well, that's where I met my wife, and obviously, <laughs> that take charge attitude was exactly <laughs> what drew her to me. I wasn't a prick to anybody. Else. I mean, it was just there was a handful of people, and these were usually like these seasonal clowns that would come in you know and I get it he was probably trying to like put his best foot forward like impress even though I wasn't management I sure did act like it oh what a scumbag so he's probably like oh I'll show him that I can I'll, I'll help him and I'll show him that I have knowledge of the product and then you know maybe they'll hire me after the holidays and then he fucking jumps in and he starts answering questions that I was in the middle of answering and then I just you son of a bitch don't you fucking ever fucking do that again you understand me god damn it you understand you look at me you understand me yeah I think doofus I think I think doofus left like the next day (laughs) poor doofus anyway uh and then that 
I hated myself so much for being like that that I never wanted to like manage anybody or be in charge of anybody because I, I that was that was how I acted when I was in charge of people, just a prick. So fuck it. And managers are all pricks, so I decided to I decided to follow a different career path, the non-prick path. The individual contributor path, which means uh, my goal is to never manage anyone ever as long as I live, but to get paid sort of that management salary to not manage anyone. That's, uh, yeah, that was another big reason for moving up to the Boston area. I was able to achieve those goals several years ago. Anyway, all right, it's enough, right? I think this is two hours and 20 minutes. Jesus Christ. <sighs> I don't even know what I talked about. Okay, it's over. It's done. It's time to go. Uh, yeah, that's it. We'll talk about more things next time. I think next week will probably be the last like full regular sort of show before Christmas and the holidays and all that stuff. And then like I said, I don't know what I don't know what 2020 will look at look like, but there will definitely be uh, the Birthday Boy podcast will continue every week. I just don't know what day of the week and it'll probably change from week to week and who knows. But the Birthday Boy podcast is not going anywhere. It's here to stay, baby. Get used to it. And uh, 2020, I think it's going to be time to really figure out how to like, yeah, maybe, maybe we look towards setting up some kind of Patreon type thing that I've talked about months and months ago, but I'd rather make money off of you people. I'd (laughs) I'd rather have you pay me to do this. No, like I said, it's, it's going to be free. It's the podcast itself is always going to be free, but I got to figure out like ways to, you know. There's just so many opportunities for merch and uh, and extras and things like that. And that's the shit I will gladly make you cough up a bunch of money for while being able to enjoy the same quality podcast 100% free each and every week. All right, that's it. Uh, leave a five-star review, follow on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, what else? Birthday boy podcast at gmail.com. I love getting emails in the birthday boy inbox. I was so happy to have that email that I read earlier from Carrie Dumas earlier this week. It was, it's a treat every time I see that I've got something in that inbox. It makes me happy. So please, yeah, send, shoot an email, all this stuff, five-star review, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Is that it? Have I talked about everything? Yeah, um, you know, remember to live, laugh, and love. (laughs) Uh, Remember, kindness matters. And, uh, you know, positivity is, uh, is very, very stupid. Okay, that's it. I'm out of here. We'll talk to you next time. I hope you have enjoyed episode 30 of Birthday Boy Podcast, and I hope that you will come back and enjoy episode 31 next week on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Okay, that's it for me. I'm out of here. Talk to you next time. Later, Gators.
Hello? Yes? Hello, this is Grandma Cliff, and I'm here to say, please enjoy the following classic Cliff call. And Cliffy, if you're listening out there, please call your grandmother. God damn it, you son of a bitch, goddamn bastard. Oh, I could never stay mad at you. You're my little baby boy, my little baby butter boy, Cliffy boy, baby boy. Okay, Cliffy, here's a classic call from one of your family members. So now, Cliffy, if you could take five seconds out of your day, get your hands out of your pants and stop toggling your balls, Cliffy, so you could listen to your Uncle Cliff calling you about the holiday spectacular from last year, Cliffy. Stop toggling your balls, Cliff. God damn it, you pervert son of a bitch bastard. Okay, here's the call from Uncle Cliff, Cliff. It's Grandma Cliff, Cliff. Here's the call from Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Enjoy. Yes, yes. Hello, Cliffy? Cliffy Womack, is this Cliff? I guess I've reached your voicemail, Cliff. Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff, Cliff. If you could give me a call back at your earliest convenience, Cliff, that sure would be appreciated from your old Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Listen, Cliffy, your grandmother just told me the good news, that you're coming to the Womack family a holiday spectacular on Hilton Head Island brought to you by Nabisco. What delicious snacks they make. Anyways, Cliffy, it's your Uncle Cliff, Cliff, and I just wanted to say I only wanted to share how excited I am that you'll be joining us this year at the Holiday Spectacular instead of uh, last year when you were unable to attend, uh, as I understand it, due to the fact that you were home toggling your balls for seven straight days. My goodness gracious, Cliff, that's an awful long time for one particular activity. That's how you get blisters, Cliffy. That's how you get blisters. Anyways, I wanted to share a few more things uh, regarding the holiday spectacular Womack style. <laughs> that's what I like to call it sometimes. Although it is uh, officially the Womack family Holiday Spectacular on the island brought to you by Nabisco. Mmm, Nabisco, that sure tastes delicious in my mouth. Now, Cliffy, I thought I'd just uh, let you in on some of the information uh, regarding the Holiday Spectacular, as I think this is going to be the biggest one yet. The biggest and the best, Cliff. The biggest and the best. Because, you see, not only are we uh, going to have the whole family there for the Spectacular, but we've planned a few exciting activities that I think you'll enjoy. We're going to have a full day of Bibleopoly, Cliff. That's Monopoly, but with the Bible. And we're also going to have Trivial Pursuit Psalms Edition. Those are the Psalms from the Bible, and we will be uh, playing Trivial Pursuit using only Psalms. Uh, that's uh, in addition to the oatmeal tasting booth that we'll have set up at the party. And, of course, from what I understand now, we'll be having some slacks modeling, which only adds to the flavor of the holiday season. Cliffy, I'm so excited I can barely stand it. Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff. Cliff, please give me a call, Cliff, as soon as you can. Cliff, this is Uncle Cliff. Cliff, call me back as soon as you can. I can barely contain my excitement for the Womack family holiday spectacular 2018 on the island brought to you by Nabisco. Wheat Thins. 
They sure are good, except when they pierce my gums and my teeth. Okay, Cliffy, this is your Uncle Cliff. Call me back, Cliff. It's your Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Call me when you can, Cliff. I love you. I love you, my baby butter boy. That's a message from your grandmother that she wanted to pass along to me, because uh, I suppose she calls you her butter boy, which I can only uh, presume has to do with that incident with you as a child with that full stick of butter. I don't think I need to go any further into the details of what you did uh, to make that particular stick of butter disappear. Oh my, Cliff, you sure are a treasure. And I can't wait to see you try on those slacks after we have our oatmeal tasting and Bibleopoly and Psalms Trivial Pursuit at the Womack Family Holiday Spectacular on the island, brought to you by Nabisco. Cliff, I'll talk to you soon. It's your Uncle Cliff. Cliff, give me a call, Cliff. Bye, Cliff. I can't wait to see you at the spectacular, Cliff.